I'm over here counting my stash. Cooper, get out of here. Last time you got me in trouble with Be Safe. This is a good spot to sell my drugs. Sergeant Be Safe, we just got a call for suspicious activity. Copy that, dispatch. Captain Chaos and his canine Kraken along with me are just now arriving on the scene. We'll stop and check it out. 10-4, Sergeant Be Safe. Oh no, cops! I'm out of here. Release the Kraken. Hey, we see your drugs over there. Stop running, treacherous Tony. We will get you. All right, all right, all right, I give up. I won't do it again. Yeah, yeah, you say that all the time. I'm sick of going to jail. Illegal drugs are a bad decision. Just ask treacherous Tony. This isn't a good view. Take it from me, Sergeant Be Safe. I want you to make good decisions. And that's your tip of the day to get you on your way. Subscribe now.
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. This is Coach Cleus, your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker. That was the intro to the lab. We used to do that, tell everyone to bring their pen and their pad, and we're going to get started with this interview. That was our old intro. We used to do that from three, maybe four years back. Now this is transitioned to black and blue. This is the podcast where we highlight law enforcement uh, officers across the nation who are either rookie, seasoned, or retirees. And we talk about their experiences. We talk about their companies. We talk about their self-published books. We talked about uh, so them going through the hiring process, getting promoted. So many wonderful things are brought forth on this podcast, on this platform right now. I got a special guest in the background. He's Zooming home. I just got off the phone with him. He uh, officiated a college basketball um a game and he's on his way back to be on the, uh to have better lighting and a better background so he'll be here momentarily so therefore we got to stick around for these uh sponsorships these videos starting to be safe as you already saw he's part of the uh podcast himself he's with one way publishing he is the sergeant who gives safety tips the cartoon version and the uh voiceovers for sergeant be safe himself are normally um, uh, seasoned veteran police officers, some some others. Shayla's in here. Thank you for tuning in. Make sure you guys tag, like, and share. Get the comments up. Uh, Leroy Martin, uh, Sheriff Martin's in here. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know, we're streaming on five different platforms right now. We're streaming two on Facebook. We're streaming one on LinkedIn. And we're streaming two on uh, YouTube itself under Coach Clee or some sort of moniker of the such. Make sure you subscribe and like that. Share with your families all that good information because we have a bunch of wonderful people who are already on the show and we got a beautiful lineup we're scheduled out to about april right now so we're going to keep it going we go live weekly once a week normally it's at 7 p.m eastern standard time thank you guys for sticking around sorry for the delay we are going at 8 p.m tonight because of uh, situations that are going on i see jamon's in here thank you for tuning in what's going on with you as well yes and if you want that shout out i guess because we're streaming on so many different platforms I can't see who's in here. So make sure you have your, your questions, your comments, or that shout out that you're looking for. Put that in the comment section and I'll give you the shout out, put it on the screen. I'll let you know that we're here. All right. So we're on. Um, yeah, I love this platform too. Since we're on this platform, um, it's interactive. With this interactive platform, you can ask your questions in real time. You can ask it during the replay and we'll get back to you. Uh, but we don't know what your questions are until you actually until we actually view them. All right. And the comment section that you see and what you will see scrolling below in a moment is the website um, for um, the website for our guests is in here. And we'll, we'll get into that during the interview. The website for One Way Publishing is workwithclee.com. That's in the uh, comment section below as well. Take a look at that. Not now, but later. Uh, and make sure you check that out. One Way Publishing is a, a book publishing company. And I've published a few of those books myself. Other, other clients have come through and published their books as well. The best way to get your book published is to do it yourself and have the right experts to help you guide guide you through that process because you don't want to write the chapter of your life. You don't want to have someone else write it for you. You want to make sure it gets done yourself. One way publishing's motto is they can turn a mere thought into a book that's bought. And so stand by. We're going to show you um certain be safe has something to say about one way publishing. Welcome to One Way Publishing. I'm Sergeant B. Safe, and over there you see Captain Chaos with the K9 Kraken. One Way Publishing has great deals, so we're over here typing up our own books. 
everyone has a story to tell. And who better to write the story of your life than you? Even if it's a fiction make-believe book, it can still get done. Here at One Way Publishing, they pride themselves on turning a mere thought into a book that's bought. So Kraken, what do you think about that? Just imagine going to the bookstore and seeing the book that you wrote on the shelves. And that's your tip of the day to get you on your way. Make sure you check out the website, workwithlee.com. Right, and that was One Way Publishing again by um, Sergeant Be Safe introduced it. Make sure you guys check that out. The website scrolling below, and the website website is also in the comments section. All right, and ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you know, like I said, without further ado, we're gonna jump into this interview. We're gonna have fun. We're gonna learn a lot. Make sure you have your questions ready because this is live and interactive. Some of you may know him, others of you may not. He's very popular in his hometown. He he's got connections. He's been in this industry for over twenty four years as an investigator and a sheriff. Um, he's also got his own LLC. We're going to talk about that as well. He, he's a branding consultant. He does public speaking. Of course, he does. he's a referee, does security. He's got so many different plates spinning at the same time. It's hard to keep your head on straight. However, we're going to go ahead and do that. We're going to talk about various topics on how he got his start, what, what gave him the burning desire, what moved, moved him to stay in this arena for over two decades, two and a half decades, and how, how we can talk about uh, uh, retention and and, and 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 recruiting. There we go. You guys know I get tongue-tied often. But ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, without further ado, I'm going to bring him to the stage, Mr. Wilson. Steve Wilson, are you here? I am here, sir. Ready to Perfect. go. Absolutely. Thank you for making yourself available to us. I know time it was of the essence. You were on the highway, on, zooming to get home uh, so you could do this, and I appreciate you. you. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, first of all, I'm honored to be on your show and your platform. Thank you for the ability to come on. You do, a, fab you do a fabulous job, amazing job. Thank and you. I'm truly, truly honored to be here. I'm honored to have you. Thank you. So, um, oh, go ahead. Um, I, I like to get into the questions. I like to just get into the questions. I don't like to talk too much about myself, but I'm Steve, my name is Stephen Wilson. Um, born and raised in the city of Boston, city of champions, uh, 24 plus years in law enforcement, executive mm -hmm. protection and armed security. I started many years ago, as many of us, uh, start brother Clee in security. I went from regular right. security, armed security, became a road supervisor. And out of that, um, I was do actually is a, a salesman selling, mm. um, sneakers as well. Okay. Uh, this place called MVP Sports. Okay. And out of nowhere, you know, I applied for a job, um, got a call from the academy, and the rest is history. I I started actually in the game when I got into the blue side as a school resource officer. Someone calls it here. We call it um, the Boston School Police Department, mm -hmm. and um, that's how I got my start. And I did that for about twenty one years. Uh, we had a nasty police reform situation. I left. I, I um, switched over, went to another academy in my tender, tender ages into my 40s, knocked the academy out. Now I'm with the sheriff's department 
and I'm an investigator with the sheriff's department. So that's a quick um, snapshot, brother Clee. All right, thank you for that. Thank you, and stand by because certain be safe is going to welcome you to the platform too. Wow. This is Sergeant Be Safe, and I want to welcome all you viewers and our very special guest to Black and Blue. So get your questions ready and enjoy the show. Hope you guys are enjoying certain be safe certain be safe enjoys being on this platform but i know uh steve i know you were coming home and and we uh kind of pushed things back i appreciate you being flexible um because you are I appreciate, I appreciate you being flexible not me brother hey we, we're here we made it happen so therefore it was meant to be and um tell us a little bit about how you got into um refereeing before we start getting into law enforcement and i know you kind of gave us a little foundation but how do you, you, I know you have many plates spinning. Tell us a little bit about some of the plates that you have spinning. Yes, sir. Well, it's funny, as you know already, Brother Khalid, but uh, I don't know if the audience knows mm -hmm. that law enforcement and officiating is like a, um, a it ties in together. It's right. a certain brother, brother sisterhood. Um, if you are very good at law enforcement, you're going to be very good at officiating. It's the same mm -hmm. thing, uh, managing people. So about seven, eight years ago, a good friend of mine, like a brother. Okay. Uh, actually, a court officer here in Massachusetts, um, Massachusetts court officer. He was do okay. doing fabulous in it. He said, Steve, you should get take the test. Uh, mm -hmm. Ironically, I listened, I listened to him, Brother Clee. It was the one of the best decisions I made in my life. But when I first took the test, the person I am trying to help so many people, Mm -hmm. I failed the test and I got everyone to pass. So I was like, you know oh, wow. what? It might not be for me. He said, listen, brother, just, just for me, try it again. I'll pay for the class and all that. I said, mm -hmm. no, no, I tried, I passed. And the rest is history, man. Um, I just, um, you know, it's the same type of situation. You know, you take your test and you get mm -hmm. out there and you, and you learn and you listen and you do trial and error. And now, mm -hmm. you know, I'm proud to say, I, you know, I made it all the way up to the NCAA um, ranks. And um, all I try to do now is just help as many of people I can to mm -hmm. get in um, the officiating uh, arena. As you might have heard, there's a shortage in officiating just like there's a shortage there in law enforcement. So they, there they're is. both mirroring each other right now. Yep. Um, but I love doing it. It brings me great joy. Okay. And, um, thank you for asking me the question. Yeah, yeah. So as a, I know you're officiating in law enforcement, they go, they go hand in hand. Um, you're currently with the Sheriff's Department in Massachusetts. Uh, what is your current duties and responsibilities there, and how do they coincide yes, being a referee? Brother Clee, I'm, I, I, I didn't really hear you. Kind of went out a little bit there. My, my, my apologies. My, my, I'm wondering, what is, what is your current duties and responsibilities with your current department? You hear me? 
Oh, great question. Um, here we go. I, 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 yep, I heard you. I've been blessed to get hired um, by a, a phenomenal sheriff's department and also being blessed to be a part of their investigation division. And our duties and responsibilities were basically like um, eternal affairs and detectives okay. all in one. Okay. So we handle all investigations internally and externally for the sheriff's department. Okay, That's everything from detainees, as you know, inmates, um, employees, all the way up to the sheriff uh, himself. You okay. know, we the one-stop shop. <laughs> okay. Um, so, it's it's okay. a phenomenal, it's a phenomenal mm -hmm. position. But it never stops, as you know, Brother Clint. Never. Yeah. Absolutely. This is a job that doesn't stop at all. Once, once it's, never it, the, the faces may change, but the game keeps going on. Yep. So let me ask you. Yes, this. sir. Yes, sir. Faces does change. You you got yes, a mentor of yours that um that helped you helped you get into the uh become a referee. Do you have any mentors that help you get into law enforcement? Is there someone that you looked up to? Someone that kind of took you under their wing and guided you up? If so, can great. You share that experience. Of course. Um, great story behind that. Okay. In high school, in high school, I went to High Park High School, um, that is now closed here in Boston, in the okay. High Park section of Boston. And the sergeant in my high school, I was the assistant coach after I graduated three years into college. I came back and became the assistant basketball coach at my old high school. One okay. and so one day after practice, I'm walking down the hallway. And I said, hey, Sergeant Bell, how's everything? He said, Steve, everything's great. I said, um, it's always good to talk to you, Sarge. I hope I said, you know, I hope everything's all right. And, you know, how you hope your family's well. He said, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, out of nowhere, Brother Khalid, he said, um, you know what, Steve? You'll be good as a school police officer. And I was like, what? <laughs> so I said, um, I said, Sarge, I don't think so. He said, yeah, you would. He said, um, let's talk about it. Let's do lunch on him. I said, uh -huh. oh, I'll get back to you, Sarge. So the next time I saw him, Brother Khalid, he pressured me again. And guess mm -hmm. what happened? The deputy chief happened to be there. <laughs> he, he introduced me to the deputy chief. Mm -hmm. Long story short, um, I get a call. I get an interview. I'm mm -hmm. on my way to the academy, and there it is. So... Sergeant Stephen Bell that end up um, fitting his career as Captain Stephen Bell. Okay, got me into law enforcement um, around June ninety eight. Okay, all right. And the rest is history. <laughs> Still evolving history, as we like to say. And uh, yes, I know it is is. So he got you into it. Is there anyone that uh, after you were into it for a few years and started to come into your own that you kind of related to or emulated or looked up to? And like, I'm a computer ranks and, and this is who I want to be like when I get to this level. Of course, there's so many to 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 name. And I, I don't want to start naming because when people watch this, you know how it works. You forgot about me. I'm like, yeah, 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 so, yeah. so the first guy that really gave me pride about the uniform coming up on you know showing up on time making sure you that you are beacon in the uniform but also a beacon for your people you uh -huh. see what i'm saying uh 
So with this show is called Black and Blue, and I, and I, and I have to say that, Brother Glee, mm -hmm. uh, a, a positive, strong black man in the uniform to show our people that we can do that with Sergeant Willie Matthews, R.I.P. is not with us. Um, mm -hmm. He was just phenomenal, man. He, he, he was... He was a father figure. Um, he was no nonsense. Okay. He he was he was he was straight down you know down the arrow, super mm -hmm. clean, super neat, always on time, always respectful, um, tough love, but would give you a shirt off the back, you know, and and, and, and would jump in front of a bullet or oncoming train for for anyone. So that was my first one that I wanted to emulate. My first mm -hmm. real mentor was actually our assistant chief at that time, Assistant okay. Chief David Johnson. Assistant Chief David Johnson was, um, he was uh, our Muhammad Ali to us because he achieved such a high, you know, plateaus being Assistant Chief in the, you know, in the city of Boston, mm -hmm. where, you know, the history of the city of Boston already, you know, saying precludes it so i don't have to get into that so much so as uh -huh. a black man from the inner city um on the police force becoming an assistant chief you know that was our mentor and someone we looked up to and that i i'm in still i'm in contact with um today okay all right nice we all it, it's interesting i like asking this question because uh, uh throughout the years you you get uh, this platform it has a lot of either very young college kids early in the military you got some uh, that are very seasoned in the job and you got a few retirees and we can all relate because we all have that one maybe two or a handful of people that we they took us under their wing we appreciate them we looked up right. to them and as we started to grow you know you give them that shout out so you're like i want to be like him and you to me i can only speak for me you feel like you've never accomplished that but then when someone looks up to you they think you're the greatest thing since sliced bread and you're like, I appreciate you feeling that way, thinking that way. However, I'm just doing what I saw before me. Brother Clee, I couldn't say it better myself. That's exactly. Um, mm -hmm. I can never get to Sergeant Willie Matthews level, um, Assistant Chief um, Dave Johnson, and many others. Uh, right. I just try, I try to be consistent um, and, and continue the road and pave it for someone else to come behind us. Gotcha. That's all we can do is be consistent and consistent of being, you know what I'm saying, a very good person. Absolutely. Yeah, common sense of being a good person and, ha and having a good heart is basically the foundation of any job. But, of course, in the job of service, I mean, if you got those core values, you'll be successful. You just got to learn the job itself. But if you have Absolutely. Those Absolutely, yeah. man. I mean, um, Brother Clee, you, you, you batting a thousand right now, man. You got 35 in the fourth right now, man. Oh man, we good. I like that. <laughs> but let me ask you this: so when you went to that lunch with with your with your mentor, I excuse me for uh, forgetting forgetting his name and the yep. deputy chief, I believe it was that day, and, and they kind of bullied you into the corner, which was cool because you know how some things just work out. And they said, you know, I think you'll be a, a good um, school resource officer, and mm -hmm. then you took hold of that. Did that was that your first burning desire to actually get into law enforcement and wanting to make a difference in the community? Well, you know, I always been a part of my community since, you know, ever. Okay. And and I'm always I always been helping out. And I did have that um that burning desire, but at mm -hmm. that time, brother Clee, in the in the 90s, as you know, it was so difficult and tough. Um right. 
um, Boston Police, State Police, Transit Police, all the major um, police departments in Greater Boston, you could f- almost forget it. If you wasn't a, a, a disabled vet and you didn't score a mm-hmm. thousand <laughs> on the civil yeah. service, it wasn't yeah. happening, Brother Khalid. Right, right, right. So I had the desire, but I just said, you know, it's not just going to happen for me. So let me continue to be the best I can be in mm-hmm. whatever I can obtain. And it did actually happen. And uh, I'm just lucky and blessed. And I just continue to, you know what I'm saying, to be the best version of me because someone's always looking. Yeah, absolutely. I like that answer. Uh, I, too, was a um, school resource officer. Mine was against my will. Uh, I'm not going to put all that out there. But, I mean, it was a uh, going there and being a school resource officer and also um, coaching for kids, uh, uh, mid-level football, is a humbling experience for myself and the kids as well because the kids they humanize you and they see you as a human being because when you're dealing with them they they know me as coach Clee before they know me as officer Clee. and so when they they still to this day the most of them are in high school and graduating now they come up it's like hey coach Clee xyz xyz and it's a good feeling because they they're i'm related to them i know who their parents are i know who their friends and family i know where they live things like that and they're they come to me because they have that security level because they knew me as when they were a little tight little kid uh, uh they felt comfortable because they knew me as a, a coach first before they and they knew me as a person first and I know, uh, being I say all that to say, I know you and your community, we were talking behind the stage. You you, you got a, a, a foothold in your community. And I know that comes with, you. it's generational. And that has a lot to do with being an SRO too, because you have heart to hearts with a lot of the kids in that, in that era. Um, Brother Khalid, that's so powerful, man, because I went through the same process where I was the assistant basketball coach mm-hmm. at, at my old high school. Mm-hmm. And also the SRO. And now from we go from that to this day, I'm having the students of, you know, I mean, my students that I help, you know, bring up, their children are coming through. And I <laughs> see them and I'm just like, I can't believe this. Yeah. And the relationships I built with these young folks, they always see saw me as coach before anything else, as you say. Right. And to this day, coach how you doing matter of fact early today me and my beautiful fiance just that came in the, the house mm-hmm. i got a text from one of my former players that he knew me as a sro i coached mm-hmm. him in aau in high school okay invited us to his wedding so wow. in august we'll be going to mexico to his wedding for somebody that i mentored coached and it was a sro all at the same time so I'm truly blessed, man. I'm truly yeah. blessed. Um, not in monetary, but with relationships and people that really love me and care for me. And and, and I, you can't ask for anything else, man. So for him to ask me to come and be a part of this special day with his mm-hmm. queen and his family, it, it's truly an honor, you know. And I'll be there like last year. There we go. See, and, and congratulations to you, and congratulations to him too for uh, for hitting that milestone. But that's got to be a good, uh, yeah. As you said, Shayla, that's got to be a good feeling to have someone come back and then offer you that they want to sp- share a piece of their their life and their future with you because you uh, dedicated uh, a piece of the past with them. It's amazing. Um, this is my fifth time this happening. I was mm-hmm. best man twice. Okay, and you talking about tears and crying in front of people I don't know, 
Um, I try to hold it together, man. But when you get in front of those people and and his father said while he was incarcerated, he said, thank you for being the father to my son mm-hmm. that I could be. Wow. You That's know? a big Yeah. That was powerful. Man. It was powerful. Yeah. Absolutely. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, stand by. We're not going anywhere. We just got to take a pause for the cause because One Way Publishing said that we got to show a certain Be Safe commercial. So stand by, and, I'm, and I hope you guys enjoy it because they're a lot of fun to see. Excuse me, madam. You're standing still in a no-parking zone. If you don't get a move on that body, I'll be forced to give you a ticket. Hey, it's Sergeant B.C. Danger! Danger! Excuse me, ma'am. The sign says no parking. I'm not parking. I'm just running into Duncan Buck to get my coffee. You are parked. You're outside of your vehicle and you're illegally parked in a fire lane. Parking in a proper spot and taking a few extra steps is not going to make you late for work. Matter of fact, here comes the fire truck now and you're in the way. This is going to cause a problem. I may need to just have this vehicle towed so the fire department can get in here and deal with this emergency. If the sign says no parking, do as it says. Don't park there. Oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. It would be my fault if a tragedy happened. Thanks for not giving me a ticket, Sergeant B. Safe. Now I know for next time. Well, just consider this your warning and definitely let this be the last time. I'm Sergeant B. Safe, and it may seem minor, but it's very important. Make sure you park legally. And that's your tip of the day to get you on your way. Subscribe now. There we go. Starting to be safe right there. We are back on the platform. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we got Stephen Wilson in here. We just had a <laughs> – I'd never do that. Wow. She, she, I appreciate it. I know you wouldn't. She enjoys doing those voiceovers. She got to interject every now and then. We give a shout-out <laughs> to uh, the lovely lady voiceover, Shayla Thompson. I appreciate you. Yes, and I know she, she's a rule follower, so no, she would not park in a fire lane. But we're jumping back into the show, ladies and gentlemen. We talked a lot about uh, uh, the history. We talked a lot about being an SRO on The Burning Desire with Stephen uh, Wilson. Talked about being an officiator. I want to move on. I want to talk about your LLC and how, the plates that you got spinning. Uh, so you, you you got Go Get It Enterprises LLC. Did I say that correctly? Is that correct? What's go that? Get It. Go Get It. Yes, sir. How'd that come about? Um, since I was a young man, my inner circle and people that I'm close to is all have always called me for direction. Mm-hmm. And what I what I didn't know at that time, brother Khalid, you can get paid for, it, and that's called consulting. Yep. But so I I started an advisory group, and we started off just with small business consulting and just ha- and showing people uh, where to go and how to get certain things. And okay. now. From that, you know, over 10 years ago, now we have Go Get It Enterprise LLC and, you know, we do branding, okay. uh, small business consulting, mm-hmm. keynote speaking, marketing, 
officiating solutions and security services. Okay. So it's a beautiful thing. It keeps me busy. And um, <laughs> I love helping people. And you know, when you help people and you actually get compensated for it, yeah. what else do you ask for? Absolutely. And ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, like I said, that the, um, the information's in the comment section, the website's in the comment section below. And if you take a look at what's scrolling underneath this screen, his website's scrolling right there. So if you want to reach out and, and get some of those services, and I know you you kind of touched on the highlights of each services. Uh, so if someone would reach out to you for consulting or or they need some marketing, uh, what kind of, do you have a team or do you do that? Do you spearhead it yourself? How, how would they go about going from start to finish? I, I, I Don't give me, I know you can't give me all, all the flavor with it, but give me the, the skeleton on how, you, how, if I reached out to you, how we could get there. Oh, I have an amazing team uh, already with us. And we I have people that specialize in things and everything mm -hmm. that I actually do, I specialize in. Okay. So whatever you need and in in whatever, you know, services that you need and that our team can put a special platform together for just for you. And that's okay. what makes it um, different. You know, no, no matter the size of whatever you want, small, or, you know, saying or big, we can take care of it. And we, we don't turn anyone away, and we're always here to help. Okay. And so um, someone wanted to come by, and um, is there a certain style of person that you're looking for if they wanted to get into security work or anything like that? Well, that's a whole different monster, as you know, uh, Brother brother Khalid. Uh, mm -hmm. First of all, we want what we just that you just um, eloquently spoke on earlier. We want good people, right? good professional people with good hearts. Number right. two is we want people that have the correct skill set and certifications, you know, saying that we need, mm -hmm. uh, as you as you already know. Right. And third, we need people that we can truly rely on. Right. So that's what we're looking for. If you have those things, we always have something available. Okay. And I know, um, like you said, uh, backstage, the last security detail you did was uh, for MLK Day or an event for MLK. Can you can you give us a, a brief a synopsis on that? Yes, I was brought on by um, Limited Lens, uh, my brother Russell Paulden, and we we had the beautiful Embrace Gala uh, here in Boston. And the Embrace Gala was the gala to support the new statue that we have in Boston to honor. Uh, MLK and his beautiful wife. So that was beautiful to be a part of that. Mm -hmm. It was beautiful for melanated business, as I like to call it, Brother Klee. <laughs> it was beautiful to see us suited and booted, being professional and getting the services done to show mm -hmm. once again that we can do it and we are doing it. Like I'm doing it, you're doing it, and a whole bunch of other, others across the country are doing it. And it's not always what we see on four, five, and seven at 11. Hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. So changing gears a little bit, we're going to jump into uh, law enforcement and we see on the rise. Um, uh, and I know it's been a hot topic uh, about mental health and mental illnesses, uh, whether it's running with um, the public itself or whether it's running rampant through the law enforcement um, angle as well. You see a lot of cops that get burned out. You see a lot of cops that find a way to self-delete after while they're on the job or a few years after um, they retire or any things like that. Um, 
what would you suggest? How do you think we should take on this challenge uh, be, uh, that that seeing bringing mental health to the forefront and actually acknowledging it and getting the help that everyone may need? You just you just answer the question, brother Klee. You can't ask me a question, then answer the question, brother Klee. Man, hey, hey, I'm I'm throwing up lobs, man. You playing volleyball? You go ahead for that strike. <laughs> I see. Listen for me. I think it's it's a simple fit. first of all let, let's talk about what every major city well not even every major city let's talk about what they did across the country okay and we both know mm -hmm. across the country for whatever reason states start to defund shut down major mental health facilities mm -hmm. let these folks on the street and said we're done now it's on you. That right there left it to the only people that would take on the call is us because we can't say no, correct? Right. So right. now you have these major institutions that were in business for years, mm -hmm. decades, mm -hmm. that shut down. These beautiful people now are left with no type of support at all. Mm -hmm. Now coming to the to to the to our environments and they need help. And there's no one there to help them. Right. And and now we are the, the first responders to every issue they have. Everything, yeah. So you there's no good situation that's going to come out of that when you're leaving one group across the country to mm. be the first responders to a group of people that had 24 hours, seven day a week care Dedicated mm -hmm. just to them. 24 hours, seven days a week care. Dedicated yeah. just to them. That mm -hmm. people that were professionals with degrees and great training to deal with that. Now right. you ask us to deal with that on a whim. Pretty difficult to do. Understand. Yep. And I know there's been a lot of uh, critics and detractors that say um, that some people were held in those in institutions uh, against their will. Uh, a lot of people uh, should have been let out of those institutions. So I know that they uh, there's been a lot of laws and a lot of policies put in place to shut those institutions down. And like you said, it causes first responders to have to deal with such uh, things. And, and I know we, we have ICAT. Uh, we got CIT going on. We have co-responders. Uh, we're learning a different way to, to finally identify certain types of mental illnesses as we're arriving. So we have an idea of what we're dealing with as opposed to, I remember the day when we started, You would it, it's either a crime or it's not a crime and you deal with it. It's either one or the other. And if it's not, then okay, you guys, you figure it out. We got to go. If, if it is, okay, yep, you're getting charged or you're coming with me. We're going to booking or the hospital and it's a wrap. Now there's so many different agencies involved, which is a good thing because it helps mediate uh, a lot of the things that we're talking about. And since those agencies um, are, are involved as other institutions are being shut down, it kind of it's a buffer. But do you think that buffer is is doing the job effectively or do you think it's just a Band-Aid on a gaping wound right now? I think it's a Band-Aid because, like you said before, there was a there was a clear line of how to mediate and uh, move forward when we came around these issues. Now it's not, right? And so what's happening now, we're being forced with it. And now we might detain these individuals 
and the place that they're being detained is not a place that was ever built to support them. Okay. So what needs to happen is we need to have a real conversation about mental health mm-hmm. and how we can give them the support that they truly need for 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Right. It can't be it can't be someone coming to the scene to say what's the problem and then say the problem is either or you get detained mm-hmm. or we can't deal with this and we're going to let you continue on with whatever you was doing to affect the, the general public. Right. It's very it's a very difficult situation mm-hmm. and we got to have local the county state and the federal's uh, agencies to sit down and have a conversation about the start and finish to make sure this doesn't happen because the way we're doing it now it's not right it's not correct it's mm-hmm. not humane and too many people are being hurt and affected by it on both sides right and speaking on the, the other side law enforcement side people being hurt affected and burned out you're seeing uh, uh I, I don't have the numbers so don't quote me on statistics but yes. a lot of uh, on the in the line of duty deaths as far as uh accidents or whatever may happen or someone takes another law enforcement officer's life while they're working is let's just say for the sake of numbers 200 okay i know that's not correct but we're just playing a numbers game and then you see uh law enforcement officers that are seasoned uh, uh that hit burnout or they already transitioned to retirement and, and they're self-deleting by they're looking down the barrel of a weapon and, they, and they're taking themselves out uh and they let's just say that number is 800 how do you think we can affect to 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 mitigate self deletion. I don't like to say the actual word on the platform. For yes, certain, sir. But um, yes, sir. mitigate that so that we're not taking our ending our life prematurely because we're just burnt out or or hitting our or hitting mental illnesses ourselves. Uh, that's an amazing question, brother Klee, and you ask the tough questions. I think right now, example right now, me and you are showing what you need to do. You got to find things first of all that take you completely away from the job. Mm-hmm. I mean, one hundred percent, completely away. Right. For me, for me, it's cycling and officiating. Okay. Takes me completely away. Right. 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 Number two, we got to bring back that energy and that positive, um, that positive flow of what we used to have many years ago in law enforcement. We have to bring it back. We have to bring back, that, you know what I'm saying, that brotherhood, that sisterhood, that family, because when you really have that, then you can see when something is going to happen. And mm-hmm. right now, we are being attacked from so many different angles True. that it's not there anymore. And everyone just feels beat up. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels attacked. Mm-hmm. And now, there's, with social media, the internet, there's no way to turn it off. Yeah, yeah. You gotta find a way to turn it off. You have to find a way to be linked into a positive work group. Mm-hmm. You have to find a way to get you a um, a hobby or something that can build your self-esteem and your and your energy level back to where it is, so right. you can recharge and come back. That is absolutely 100% necessary. Yes, it is. 
Yes, it is. I like that advice 100%. I've said that on the platform often that uh, and with any job, not just law enforcement, any job, realistically speaking, you do need to have those moments where you can step back and, and you can detox, de de deflate, whatever word you want to fill in the blank with and, and just kind of decompress from not having to deal with work whatever's going on you don't want to oh, i gotta respond to this email oh, i got neck when i get back to work i gotta follow up with that nah you you want to have whether it's lifting weights like you said with cycling whether it's, it's having a podcast whether it's writing books whatever it is it takes you away to get your mind off of that situation to focus on something else you're actually your subconscious actually healing uh your your, your mind in the process and, and you you find balance that way absolutely right you got to find balance you got to you got to find your energy and you just got to find out how to just come back and even mm -hmm. it out and if you don't you will go down a path of, of, of destruction for sure so let me i want to jump into community policing and that's that's always a hot topic and it's not as even hotter right now with everything that's going on in the country that everyone knows about um yes, sir. and and community policing uh as actually being engaged in the community knowing who people are knowing where businesses are at not uh, getting out of your patrol car and going in businesses or getting out with kids and playing ball with them at the you know everything just going into shops and having a conversation how important now do you think that is with the united states do you feel do you believe that that's something that we we got away from you think that's something that we've been doing or do you think that's something that we need to take times 10. Well, exactly. We need to we need to do that times twenty. We need okay. to get back to the old thing we used to do when me and you both got into the the field where they would re recruit from you know the junior colleges, from the mm -hmm. high schools, get young people on the job, and then trying to make sure you get close enough to the neighborhood you're from, and link with that. Yeah. And I the problem that we got is as time went on. And the internet and crime elevated. We tried to elevate with that through specialized units. Mm -hmm. And we forgot about community policing. Hmm. You know? And I think the downfall with all the police departments try to, you know, make sure the comm stats are right. <laughs> and, and, and make sure we're chasing, you know, those worst of the worst individuals to keep the, right. the city the city safe yeah we get we got away from what made us great is that if brother clee and steve wilson are both from the neighborhood grew up in the neighborhood graduated from the local high school both coach referee and now they're going to be inserted back into the neighborhood that's a win-win for everybody mm -hmm. and that's what we need to get back to we got to really recruit we got to really show people this is amazing um, industry and field to get into, mm -hmm. and we and we got to do it from from here. It got to be from brother Klee. It has to be from the heart. It can't yeah. be because it's propaganda. It mm -hmm. can't be because it looks cool. It can't be for Instagram hashtags. Mm -hmm. It got to be people like me and you from from the mud mm -hmm. getting these positions to make sure people that look like us go back to the where we're from because mm -hmm. as you know one thing that i hate is we get to a certain level we get to a certain place and guess what happens we leave oh, we don't yeah. and 
we got to stop doing that. And that's on us. Mm -hmm. That's on us, Brother Police. So community that's for me is going to the community, getting the stars and the young, you know, the young flowers, put some fertilizer, water them, <laughs> give it the sun, and let that flower become a tree yeah. and, and repeat the process. And those roots will be permanently in the foundation. Come on, Brother Clee. Yeah. You're saying, let's try to make your work for you. In church. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Amen. 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 Sailor said, try to make your workforce what mirrors the community that you serve. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep. So, like you were saying, talking about uh, um, uh, uh, getting those, those gems out there in the community and having them come in and nurturing them and watering them. Uh, like with all jobs across the nation, uh, law enforcement is taking a huge hit too. There's a lot of um, soon-to-be high school grads. There's a lot of soon-to-be uh, college grads. There's a lot of uh, military individuals that watch this platform. Uh, and they, they kind of are they're, they're at a toss-up. They, they know they, they have the rest of the, their life ahead of them. They, they know that they want to get into a career field where they can be successful, something they want to do. And law enforcement right now, you know, is very cyclic. We're kind of, we were in the middle. We kind of took a, a hit back uh, earlier or last week. And so hopefully we'll be coming back up into there. Um, what kind of advice would you give anyone that's looking to get into this field uh, uh, if you're recruiting or if they want to start applying to get into law enforcement? I would say that even though this is a bad time for people like me and you, Brother Klee, because mm -hmm. we're, it's a great time for people coming in because there's so many opportunities. That's true. There's so many doors and opportunities that are wide open that me and you would never, ever think possible. So I would say if you want to be great, you want to get a true opportunity, you want to have a, re a rewarding career. And let this is the key, too. For all the young people that want to get into STEM, mm -hmm. right, or 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 any other thing that's that they think law enforcement does not offer, we mm -hmm. do offer that. You can get into law enforcement and be a monster in STEM. You see yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah. can be a complete monster in STEM or anything else you want to do. And that's mm -hmm. what makes law enforcement so beautiful is whatever that whatever thing you are good at there is a niche for you in law enforcement that's true yeah yeah I repeat to everyone's listening whatever you're good at there's a niche for you mm -hmm. in law enforcement so come on in contact me <laughs> contact brother Khalid. you know in the boston area in the philadelphia area you know we are here to help we're not here just talking uh, my reputation precedes me about trying to help young people be great. Right. And, that, and, and I don't care if it's in law enforcement or you want to be do something else, mm -hmm. you know, we're here to help and we're here to make sure that um, our young people in our communities are great. Yep. You move, a rising tide raises all ships. So whether you want to get in law enforcement or not, just going out and, and pursuing your passion will be beneficial to yourself, your family, and everybody. Absolutely. Can, can the church say amen? <laughs> Absolutely. So let me let me ask you the second part of this question as well. So you got the applicants. Uh, they, they, they're like, OK, let me go ahead and start testing. Let me go ahead and get into this realm. Uh, you got seasoned vets now that have gone through uh, the beer virus. Uh, they, they've gotten they've gone through uh, riots. They've gone through protests and they've gone through a lot of different things. They've gone through 
current situations. Uh, and they're 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 like I, they're ready to go. They're ready to go as soon as possible. Um, how do you retain those seasoned officers uh, before they they already what's it called the the term quiet quitting? Uh, they're quiet quitting. They're still working, but they're not working effectively to help train new guys coming in and to still be effective during their their tender years as they start to transition out. Um, Brother Clee, another uh, amazing uh, question. I think that all the that's on the departments from the top from the chief down to mm -hmm. reimagine the job and how to reconnect to the soldiers. Okay. And once again. I think that with the push of all technology is working against us because it's all about the stats, 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 mm -hmm. stats. And we forget we have to reconnect to the soldiers because without the foot soldiers, you don't have a department. Mm. So you need somebody with foots on the ground to connect to the soldiers and ask the soldiers, what do they need? Mm -hmm. You know, and how do they want it? Mm -hmm. No one is doing that anymore. It's just, Punch in the face, punch in the face, punch in the face. You can't do that. Right. You can't. Not literally, ladies and gentlemen, figuratively. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. I, cool. I got you. Um, so we, you know, you can't keep driving the car without the oil change, you know. Eventually, <laughs> yeah. The car's going to stall on you. So mm -hmm. we just have too many officers across the country right now that are being asked to give so much. Mm -hmm. And not get and, and, and not get anything back but a paycheck. Mm -hmm. And this job, you got to get more than the paycheck back. You got to have your, you know, your your officers, good job, brother Clee. Your supervisors, good job. In the community, good job. And there's mm -hmm. so many of out, uh, 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 so many of us out there that are going above and beyond. And you know, all we get is, well, you signed up for that job, mm -hmm. and we got to just do more. And and I and and I don't want to say this, but I'm going to say this. The leadership has to find a way to connect back, you know what I'm saying, to the soldiers and mm -hmm. what they want and how they want it. It just, mm -hmm. it just, it just has to be done. Because mm -hmm. at this rate, we're putting our cities, our states in a dangerous, dangerous place right now. Mm -hmm. Good point. Good point. Thank you. Well, well articulate answer right there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Keep your comments and questions going. Uh, we, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she, Sailor's in church too. She's like, yes, preach. <laughs> she said, amen. But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're having a deep and a needed, much needed conversation as well, talking about uh, recruitment and retention in law enforcement and not just law enforcement, through, but through jobs, period, throughout across the nation. <laughs> And which is highly important, but I, I want to change topics quick again because you know this is black and blue, and we we just kind of get throw things out there and we we tackle them as they come. What let's just say in a perfect world, <clears throat> you know, three to five years, you you get the, your ultimate goal. I hate I got to word it this way because you know once you set a goal, you accomplish it. You set another goal, but if you could reach the end all be all, your your uh, your goal, whether it's with your LLC, whether it's with law enforcement, what exactly would that be? How would that look like? It'd be a two. It'd be a two prong um, situation. Okay. It would be it, it, one to be like a chief of police somewhere, where mm -hmm. I can implement what I've been doing for the last twenty years with a proven tra track record of helping the community and through law enforcement and basketball. Okay. Number two would be 
getting to the point where I could travel and really talk about these, have these type of conversations mm -hmm. with a with a group already ready, set to go, locked and loaded to come to your city or town mm -hmm. and give you, you know what I'm saying, that platform here. Right. So that that would be the, the two-pronged answer, um, Brother Khalid. Okay. I got you. I like that. And I, I mean, I know that's a hypothetical question that got to word it that way, but I, mm -hmm. I hope things come to fruition uh, in, in certain aspects. Maybe if it's not even three to five years and whatever time frame is needed to get those things accomplished, because uh, uh, be, having people in the right position and having conversations in the right area is always needed because it, it, a lot of platforms like to push a narrative that a few people th think and believe and that becomes a majority when actually the majority is normally silent and, and they believe uh one way but they their voice isn't heard because the minority is the one who's basically standing on a soapbox yelling exactly and we got to get away from that and that's one of the things that really that really disturbs me because the minority is usually on the soapbox yelling because they have the power to do that and they're usually yelling the complete opposite of what the people want exactly and, and and haven't even talked to the people in the community right and it's always the agenda but i don't want to go down there and take it you know but right right we, right. we both yep absolutely and we had a, a wonderful great conversation ladies and gentlemen boys and girls i want you guys to stand by because you again you know what one way publishing says starting to be safe gotta go ahead and say a few words so enjoy this moment in time real quick, and we're going to come right back. All right, here we go. Hey, guys. I just got this bait from Treacherous Tony. It tastes pretty nasty, but I look cool with it, right? You guys should give it a try. Be cool like me. Nah, you look pretty stupid. And if you get caught with that thing, you're going to be in big, big trouble. Besides, I heard Treacherous Tony is that lame guy who likes to come around and hang around little kids. If you're hanging with him, you must be lame too. Come on, guys. Let's get out of here before we get in trouble like Cooper too. <coughs> Oh no, Sergeant, be safe. You kids get out of here. Cooper, tell me where you got that from. I won't snitch. <laughs> <coughs> I don't see what's so funny. Vape pens like that can lead to harder drugs and cause more problems for you. They're not appropriate for little kids such as yourself. So I suggest you do the right thing and tell me who you got it from. Treacherous Tony gave it to me. Tristan, I want you to take me there now. Are you? Yes. I'm Treacherous Tony. What do you want? Do you have a card? And why are you selling this to kids? Yeah, I got a medical marijuana card. I don't sell it to kids. I give it to them. You give it to them? What kind of an adult are you? It's a vape pen. What's the big deal? Are you kidding me? The big deal? Get out of here, Sergeant No Safe. Sometimes I just want to. Yep. I think I will. All right. All right. All right. I give up. I won't do it again.
That's right, you won't. You're off to jail. Put your hands up and come with me. Remember kids, what's made for adults aren't suitable for kids. Those vape pens may look cool, but they are not good for you. And that's your tip of the day to get you on your way. Oh no, Sergeant, be safe. <laughs> Subscribe now. Right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we had a wonderful show today. Thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for hanging on. I know it's a little later than normal. However, we, we is information that needs to get out there. We still have Steve Wilson backstage. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, I'm going to bring him to the platform right now because through the core, uh, let me do double screen, the, through the course of conversation and, and through the, the course of uh, on this platform, sorry, I get sun Um there may have been a question that I may have forgotten to ask or just jogging your memory. There may have been something that you wanted to put out in the platform. Is there anything that you want to say to it, to me, to anyone who's watching, to anyone who may be watching the replay right now, the floor is yours. Um, Brother Klee, I definitely want to say something. Um, the title of this beautiful show that Brother Klee has put his heart and soul in and blood, sweat and tears is black and blue. And um, I want everyone out here to watch, just watching and listening to know that it's very difficult to be a black man or a black woman and wear the uniform as well. Um, it's a it's a uh, it's a it's a job within the job. It's a it's an experience within an experience, and you just don't know how difficult it is unless you're in it. Hmm. So take that into consideration. When you see one of us out in the field and we're working and we're working hard for you, that we experience and go through things that no other um, officers go through, period. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it's it's a it's a world that is just truly truly difficult to navigate and to be. Um, mentally and physically safe at the same time and to perform your jobs and duties. So I want that to be said. I know a lot of us don't say it, Brother Klee, and, mm -hmm. but I'm going to say it here. That's why Brother Klee was man enough to come up with this title because for, when I see the, saw the title, I know what it means and I know what it meant. That's why it touched me mm -hmm. because I understand that we go through things that we should not go through mm -hmm. just being black and, and, and wearing the blue. Absolutely. Hey, <laughs> enough said. No one can. Hey, no, I can't top any of that, man. I'm not even going to try to. Uh, I appreciate you uh, making yourself available. I appreciate you coming on the platform and blessing it uh, with your experiences, with your knowledge, uh, watching you grow, watching your business move forward. Uh, I appreciate everything. Thank you for coming on. I'm looking forward to having you uh, again on the guest down the line when we have other topics to talk about. We got a bunch of wonderful things going on. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, other projects coming to the forefront. Thank you guys for tuning in. Like I said, this is Black and Blue, where we go live weekly at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, where we got a special guest, and we're going to be going hard this whole month. Uh, uh, February 2023 is live. We've been having fun. We've changed up the whole dynamic of the show, and I hope you guys are liking it and appreciating it. Thank you guys for tuning in.
me get you out of here with a certain be safe and make sure you guys tag like share and subscribe because we're going to keep moving this train forward thank you tim for over and out we all we all love you thank you yep see if i can find something right here here we go we'll we'll, we'll get this one I can't wait until my new children's book is finally published. Just riding along in my car, listening to music. Yeah, of course you are. And you're not looking in your rear view mirror either. OMG, is that Sergeant B safe behind me? Guess I should get out of the way. Oh my goodness. Pull over to the right and get out of the way. There's an emergency up ahead and I need to get there. Drivers, you should be operating your vehicle with your radio at a reasonable level. You should also be aware of your surroundings, including what's behind you. So when I come through with my flashing lights and siren, you can immediately get out the way and I can go help whoever's in danger or whatever emergency is happening. Those seconds that it takes for you to pull over are very valuable. Me and my friends need every second imaginable so we can properly serve you. So pull over to the right immediately when you see our lights and sirens so we can go save a life. Ah, my packages have finally arrived. About time. I'm sure glad I live in an area where nothing happens. Only action around here are deer chomping on people's flowers. I'll take him in after I get done cutting this head grass. This is my favorite pastime. Aha! Uh -huh. I see a package left unattended. <sighs> Another crime of opportunity. Easy pickings for a guy like me. Oh no! There's B-Safe again! Sergeant B-Safe, is that there. you? It's good to see you. Looks like I'm right on time again. Rob, you blind? Get out People of there. People make it so easy for me to get caught. Hold on now. He really wanted to steal my packages? Yes, he did. Sergeant B safe. You're the best. The coolest cat in the land. You saved the day again. We need more like you, brother. We need more like you. Trust me, I truly appreciate the glory and accolades. But you can really thank me by being vigilant over your property and making my job easy. Well, back to jail you go. Ooh. Package thieves are the worst. Even if you can't get home in time, invest in the security camera so you can catch these thieves. And their next view will look like this. Trust me, this isn't a good view. These seats aren't made for comfort. They're made to transport. Kids, this is one seat you don't want to sit in. Just imagine what your parents would think. Ooh. And this is Sergeant B Safe giving you another tip of the day to get you on your way.
Subscribe now.